This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spankies. Spankies. episode is it eight this is number eight yeah okay. welcome back to episode eight live from Lollapalooza. spanky's corner on podcast live why, from Lollapalooza. why do they give us why do they give us media passes do they have any idea what they're doing honest to god i don't care i'm gonna talk smack right now we by far have the cutest setup here that is true that shout out to to chrissy and callie who made this happen because seriously it's it's comfortable right it's cute I knew you'd think so. <laughs> I bet it's the cutest thing. It's the cutest couch I've ever sat on. Um, and every artist has something to say about it. So far, yeah. In fact, coming up in this episode, we're talking to a lot of people. Now, this is Thursday. This is Thursday, Lollapalooza. Every artist that you're going to hear on this upcoming episode came through on Thursday. Uh, the first one is Fitz and the, and the Tantrums. Well, actually, just Fitz. We were minus the Tantrums and also minus Julia because... Traffic. Was it? Yes. Why did you try to drive to Lollapalooza? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I was feeling like a warrior, and I was going to, like, and it's not even downtown that I got stopped. It was in Wicker Park. Like, I was just sitting there for, like, 15 minutes, so I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go back home. I called an Uber, and then the guy was like, hey, if I can I just drop you off on the other side of the park? It's way easier. And I'm like, no, I'm literally paying you to drop me off at the place I put in your little map. Can I, can I drop you off in Belvedere, Illinois? It's way easier than going near Lala. Esteban. <laughs> um, I, I haven't yet reviewed him. It's coming. No tip for you, Esteban. Uh, here comes the first interview. Welcome to episode one of the Lollapalooza uh, conversations, interviews, whatever. There's going to be three of these over the course of the weekend. So please enjoy. And keep something in mind. Normani's coming up on this episode, too. Mm, I love her. I love her. I do. I do. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Fitz and the Tantrums. Fitz. What up? Welcome back. Thanks so much. This is like the uh, first interview here in this B96 tent for the entire thing. So I love what you've done with the place. Thank you. Love it. Love it. I did none of it, just so we all know. Just but- take credit for it. <laughs> Well, we got fingernail polish over there, too, in case oh, you need some before we go. I'm definitely going to polish up. You come on a good day. Like, Thursday's a good day to come because everybody's still fresh. I know. Just think how haggard everyone's going to be come Sunday evening. <laughs> You're like, yeah, hydrate, hydrate. Well, how many weeks did you just do? You are just saying you did, what, like three or four weeks over? Oh, like- uh, we just did six-week run, all outdoor, sweatiest, swampiest places in America. Took a week off, flow back here. We're doing tonight, uh, this afternoon here at Lala, and then we got three more weeks of this co-headline tour with Young the Giant. Nice. And well, I saw somebody else on like Upsall or somebody's on that tour or something, right? Yeah, she uh, she's actually doing one of the shows with us in uh, Phoenix. Nice. And uh, I just know her, written with her. She's a great lady, super talented. She's here this weekend too. I know. 
So, do you get to see any of the other artists when you're here? I do. Sadly, my my boy Max Frost is playing right now. I helped executive produce his record, but I'm doing this stuff, so I'm missing him. But I might see him later. He's doing a couple of shows, but yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna hang around, watch the Strokes tonight. Yeah, that's right. Because they're they're like the headliner tonight, the last one of the night, yeah. right? Are you a sports fan by chance? Hell yes, I am NFL all the way. So when you made hand clap, did you know it was going to be such a big stadium slash? arena anthem i did not but nothing brought me more joy to know also that it became kind of the unofficial song for the cheerleaders of the whole entire (laughs) nfl and then what happened was it became such a part of that that we got asked to go play for the owner's party that happens right before the super bowl for the atlanta falcons patriots game right yeah and i effing hate the patriots like more than anything and so we play the pre-show we get given 10th row seats to the super bowl 10th row but they put us back on the side with all the patriots fans and if you remember that game the first three quarters it was just looking so bad all falcons all the time the pats were just going downhill and they were so crabby they were the worst fans to be around the atlanta falcons cheerleaders come out and start doing a routine to hand clap in the middle of the super bowl and noel and i like stand up we're like woo, look at it we turn around to like thousands of fans and they're just all sour grapes because their team was losing like nah forget you and then we had to watch that ridiculous comeback what was it, 28-3 in that game oh or something? Oh, my God, so painful. But you know what's funny is it doesn't matter what arena you go into now. Like I'm watching World Championship, the world the Hockey World Championships in Slovakia, and during the timeouts, they would play hand clap repeatedly. You know, it's like what's crazy is that that song was written out of this total moment of frustration where I just felt like I couldn't write a good song for months on that album trying to write for that album and i just walked into my friend sam hollander's studio and i said i'm just angry today i was like i'm not just i was like just give me a a a crappy drum sound okay now give me the worst sounding saxophone you have on a synthesizer and we literally wrote that song in 15 minutes from start to finish i laid down the vocals I tried four times to top that vocal. That scratch vocal is the vocal. That song became our biggest song. I mean, we just were in China. That song has 1.7 billion streams. Numbers I can't even wrap my head around. It's, it's, you know, it's traveled the world 10 times over for us. It's been pretty incredible. So 15 minutes to write it. How long did it take you to just make it from start to finish, like produce it, the whole thing? Was it just like a day I mean, thing? Uh, then we, uh, the demo was not far off from where it landed. And then we hooked up with our amazing friend, Ricky Reed, who's a huge producer, songwriter, does like Lizzo and all this stuff. Um, and he just kind of took it from that like 80% to that 100% just for like extra oomph. That's incredible. That's what already three years ago, right? Three four years ago. Yeah. So you got uh, the next album's coming out soon. What, what, September twentieth. Yeah. So we're September already August. September twentieth. So. Yeah. The album's called All the Fields. We got uh, the first single out called One Two Three Four Five Six. Rockin'. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's exciting, you know, because we have been touring all summer, doing this co-headline with Young the Giant. We're playing some of the songs that aren't even out yet, and what's great, you get to road test them. You get to see how it's the reaction's been, and it's been amazing. Do you like doing the festivals more or more like your own tour? Or does it matter? People ask me that all the time. I love both. Look, you know, 
One of my fondest memories is the last Lollapalooza we came out. We played in front of like almost 50,000 people. Could not wrap my head around it. You know, a month and a half ago, we played uh, at First Ave in Minneapolis, Prince's Club, basically. Right. You know, to a, you know, 1,500 people just with the walls exploding, sweating with energy. You know, they're two totally different beasts, and I love them both equally. You can pre-order, uh, pre-order the album now. Is that right? Yep. All right. And we got a bunch of songs out there. That's already. We got like five songs that are already out from it. And this is going to be a big record. It's like 17 songs. It's deep. Can't wait. September 20th fits in the tantrums. Uh, go check out the rest of Max. We'll let you go. Is that cool? Yep. Thanks for coming by, my Thank friend. Thank you, brother. All right. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Are we recording? Oh, we've been oh, recording. Oh, we've been recording. Bishop wow. Briggs, hi. Hi. I've, I feel like I've done a lot of revealing things. I've talked about Tobo Chico. I've gone like this. <laughs> It was all recording. Great. Well, well, when you came in, we were talking about Portillo's. Yes. Wow. So the chocolate cake, you haven't had it yet. I have not. I am very disappointed that it's not here on the table with us. Next year, we'll get some. We we were really thinking. See, normally at <laughs> yeah, Lollapalooza, I know you we weren't were, we weren't thinking in advance. I apologize. <laughs> well, normally, like if we brought it out on Lala weekend, it would just melt because it's normally right. 195 degrees out here. Yes, uh, the weather this weekend is fantastic. I'm so excited about it. I can't. I mean, I'm wearing a jacket. It's perfect. It's crazy. It's so nice. Lollapalooza is in the fall, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, this is amazing. Do you want to play a game real quick before we get going? Yes. So this is our game. It's called Trash Talk. It's just a bunch of questions in a garbage can. We're really creative with that name. So. Oh, my God. I love it. So just pick one out. Answer it. Are you guys going to answer some, too? We can if you want. Now, keep like. in mind, these were not our questions. These actually did come from the Internet. Okay. We screened 48% <laughs> of them. So we internet still- is mean. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. Okay. Yeah? Does this one work? Sure. Feel free to skip over. Yeah, if, if, if anything's like a no to you, just skip it. What's your favorite type of whale? <laughs> You have many to choose from. I'm going to go with orca whale. Mm. Oh. 10 out of 10 cute. 10 out of 10 friendly. And um, has only killed a human in SeaWorld. That's true. They're very smart, too. Okay. You were really up on your whale facts. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I know they wanted me to say humpback whale. Whoa. (laughs) I thought you were going to go for beluga, personally. Okay. Well, I have a dirty mind. Sorry. Okay. um, Well, if that was the case, you would have won with sperm whale. (laughs) <laughs> okay. See, exactly. That's what... Okay. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Just skip that one. We got to put that one back in for the next person. Ooh. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, let me do... Can I do a speed round of answering? Whatever yeah, sure. you want. Okay. Where were you during Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction in 2004? Um, okay. I, I was definitely a small bean and I was living in... In 2004... Yeah. I was living in Hong Kong. Um, it was big news there, um, but I was kind of just in, like, school land and just very innocent, and I had no, like, truly no thoughts on it, so that's why I skipped ahead. Okay, what's the worst text you've accidentally sent to the wrong person? Um, I feel like, you know when you send an, oh, God, I've done the screenshot thing. Where you send a screenshot. Oh, that's actually their- worse. Yeah. <laughs> you send a screenshot of the conversation to the person. Yes. And it wasn't it wasn't an obvious reason that I would screenshot, but they were definitely confused and I had to explain the whole thing and honesty is key and I've never done that again. <laughs> Who is the most famous contact in your phone? Um, most famous contact would have to be my mom. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of her. Moira. We'll McLaughlin. do one more then we can start talking about you. Okay. Because... Otherwise, we're just going to go through this whole thing. Oh, okay. you're, you're in. No, no, one more, no, one, one more, more, one more, more, one more, one more. Okay, there is one more. Hold on, hold on. I just <laughs> didn't know any. Okay. 
Okay, okay. I just want to make it worth it. Blame the internet. <laughs> Who do you want to marry out of the Lollapalooza lineup? Yes. Uh, Childish Gambino. Yes. Right? Are you hanging around Musi- to see him? I want to musically marry. But not... So musically marry him, but are you hanging around to see him this weekend? I hope so. Yeah? Yeah, yeah I hope my schedule works out. Um, but I just feel like he's one of the most iconic musicians of our time. Just iconic artists in general. Right. Like he... Comedy, acting, oh, right. like it's insane. Yes, jack of all trades. Yeah. Yeah, so I think to see him w- is kind of on my bucket list. So I'm going to try and make it happen. Yeah. Do you get to stay around for the whole weekend and like look around a little bit? And I see some get people? to stay around. I, I think I'm not here on the final day. Okay. Sadly. Yeah. But I, I think I'm here Friday and Saturday. Is there anybody else on the lineup you're excited to see? Yes. Um, NF. Yes. Maggie Rogers. Hosier. 21 Pilots. Yeah, they're Let's Saturday oh night. My God. I'm with you, girl. That's high five. That's oh, that's his woo. favorite favorite. Same. S- Saturday night over here at this stage, it ends with Gary Clark Jr., Little Wayne, Twenty One Pilots, back to back to back. Mm, come on, just throw yeah. me in come the trash. On. <laughs> right. How good is that? <laughs> when do you go on? What time's your set? I go on, and I know this. I go on tomorrow mm-hmm. at seven forty-five on the American Eagle stage with no prompts. I just knew that. Because um, I'm a professional. Look at you. And you're doing the media stuff the day early. Which you guys. You go get yeah. is, oh, It's really nice. Like, because you're so stressed on the day of your show that yeah. you kind of, you want to be present, but you're kind of pretending to be present. So I have to say, there's no pretending here. I mean, I could have gone through the entire trash can as you guys saw it because I'm laser focused. <laughs> Because this is all I have to do today. Oh, but I do have a sideshow, Lollapalooza after show tonight oh, um, cool. with Shade, which I'm really oh, excited Oh, they're great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Thunder, trampoline. Yeah, we're playing trampoline right now. <gasps> I'm obsessed. Great song. Great I'm song. I'm obsessed. They play tomorrow morning, I think. Okay. So so if anybody's listening to us, today's Thursday. Yes. If you're listening to us after the fact, tomorrow's Friday. Yes. You're playing tomorrow. Shade's playing tomorrow, which is Friday. And we're talking on Thursday. Yes. Because the internet, things last forever. Okay, yes. And um, tonight is with Shade for like an after show thing. Yeah. Awesome. What is easier for you to perform when it's your own show or is it easier to do it in a festival? Oh, I mean, I th- I try to have the same energy with both in the sense of like, I'm really seeking that human connectivity. Yeah. And like, I just want people to feel less alone by hearing the music or like being in the audience. And um, so I try to have that with both festival and... If it's a headline. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the crowds of festivals are just so vibrant. So vibrant. And Lollapalooza crowd is the best. Like, I, I played here a couple of years ago, and it was, like, pouring rain. It didn't matter. No. Like, Sean Mendez was in the audience, and people were just like, yeah, it's Sean Mendez. Like, here we are watching the show. Like, that's cool. And he's gotten some abs and muscles since then, too. I mean, <laughs> who gym. cares about his musicianship? <laughs> <laughs> We look out, abs. Nothing but wife beaters for that guy right, anymore. Right, right. Yes. She looks out this year and sees him in like Calvin Klein's. <laughs> yes. Not so distracting at all. When you walked in and sat down, you're like, ooh, I like the vibe in this little tent I that we got here. I did say that, yes. So what is, who has the more comfortable couches? Us, B96 at Lollapalooza or backstage at James Corden? Oh, God. <laughs> Love the segue. Love the segue. Um, you know what? It's really tough. I will say I was wearing um, overalls dungarees, however you call them, Mm. 
on the James Corden day, I also was profusely going to the washroom. So no, I did not sit down, you guys. I paced back and forth a billion times because I was very, very nervous. So I will say this feels a little bit more comfortable because I can sit. And I've only gone to the bathroom a few times. Sounds like it went for B96 <laughs> on the couches, guys. Hey. Well done. Very good. Leave very, very good. Very High good. five. Yes. Um, one of the questions in there that I know that's in there, yes. since we're talking about going to the bathroom. Yes. Tell me. What do you have to do if you're mid-set and you have to go to the bathroom and you're on stage? Yeah. Um, you know, just... Uh, you know, go to the bathroom on stage, you know, just let it go down your leg, let it come out the other end and just have hope that people accept you for who you are. This I mean, is, that's true artistry. Absolutely. <laughs> I talk about being real. You got to be real, you know, on stage. No, you just honestly, you kind of feel like you have to go to the bathroom a lot because you're just nervous, you know, and you're really excited. Yeah. So I, you know, you kind of ignore it a little bit. Yeah. So this is a good segue into the music then, huh? There you go. I mean, I don't I mean, know. I peeing your pants? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, champion yes congrats thank you it's a thing is it it's a thing okay well just because you're saying it, i'm gonna believe you it's a thing to me thank you that's all that matters uh we can get it everywhere now yes out in the world it's where we out get in the your world music. yes i did i basically released champion and then a week later released tattooed on my heart so it really felt like my heart was on a platter you know um for serving um, which is a weird visual to put in your heads um but uh i feel really proud of it and and champion was important for me to release i think i feel like as a woman there are so many things i feel like i have to be all at once and i was noticing the men in my life you know weren't having that that thought of like um, uh, oh, like, well, don't be too confident. Like, you know, be humble. And, and, and do I have to be sexy or do I have to be cute? I mean, well, I have to be a bit of both. It's like the men in my life, like, they don't have to think of that. Like, what brings them confidence is the things that they feel proud of. And so I was like, well, what if I did that? You know? And for me, it's like having a strong work ethic and treating people the way I want to be treated. And that should be enough to deem me a champion. And to, so I thought it would be therapeutic to have to say it without like giggling and be like, I don't know. I mean, I am a, I don't know. <laughs> and instead just be like, I'm a champion. But yeah, so uh, I think that has meant a lot to me, you know, and, um, and now, you know, I work with men that, um, you know, aren't, if, if I say, oh, I came up with this idea, they're like, yeah, you did. It doesn't have to be, uh, oh, we came up with this idea, it, you know, and, and I think there are so many incredible men and women that are just seeking equality. We just want to all be paid the same. And, um, I think every time that I perform that song, that's kind of like, the anger I have, you know, is like, I feel like we all are wanting the same thing, you know, yeah. and, and I'm hoping that it's just a matter of time. I feel like we've made great strides. Definitely. Right? Yeah. In the music yeah. industry, because you've been doing this a while. Yes. So in the music industry, when it comes to equality, yes. have you seen strides in the time that you've been in just from behind the scenes, from an artist's perspective in the music industry? I notice it in little ways, like more women being added to lineups that they maybe wouldn't be in, you know? And, and again, it's like that equality thing. It's like, this woman has accomplished the same amount as, as this man. Why are they both not on the lineup? You know, type of thing. Right. And so I have noticed like more festivals being aware of that and being like, hey, this woman accomplished the exact same. She should be on the exact same time, maybe a different stage or, you know, whatever it is. So I will say I've noticed that shift. Um, and also I think there's more, you know, there's like some calling out that, oh, you yeah. know, has happened this year that I think has been really positive. And the music industry, you know, it's an interesting place that there, it can sometimes be like there's no rules 
And that can be like a dangerous place. And which is why I think like the Me Too movement was so important to happen because I think um, there need to be lines in a professional workplace, you know, and just because you're singing about your feelings and talking about your vulnerabilities doesn't mean that, you know, people can prey on that, you know, that shouldn't be okay. Definitely. Do you yeah. think there's still room to grow with it at all? Of course. I mean, is there something in particular you can think of, though? Yes. I mean, I think in every aspect there could be growth. And, and I think just the fact that, like, we can openly talk about it and all of us feel comfortable and all of us are like, yeah, like, let's make it equal, to me, is a stride in itself. Yeah. You're a good person with a kind soul. Thank you for coming by. <laughs> oh, my God. I really what? appreciate you. I'm going to um, cry. Will you come by when you go on tour? In you start in, what, yes. October? Yes. So when you come back through Chicago, we'll yes. have you come by, okay? I can't wait. Yeah, Thank you, sure. guys. Bishop Thank Briggs. You. Thank you. Lollapalooza. Thank you for coming by. Woo. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Julia and Tyler, Lollapalooza with Chelsea Cutler. How are How you? Good, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Let me know if I'm not holding this close enough. You're good right oh, there. Oh, you're good. Look at that. So I was so excited that we got to talk to you because um, I became a fan of yours back when I heard you on Quinn 92's Flare Guns. And then I started following you on social, and it's just been so cool to see where your career has gone since thank then. You. I you're really welcome. appreciate that. Yeah, and you got that song with Kygo. How was that? Oh, it was really cool. It was a huge honor to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, it's you know it's obviously, it's it's been doing well. It's great to play live and one of my favorite songs of the set. So Yeah, how'd yeah. you guys link up? They hit us up when I was on tour and sent us a song and asked if we wanted to do it. And, and we heard it and we were like, this is great and, and made it work. So, yeah. Yeah? It's funny because this is Thursday when we're recording this. Because, you know, the internet, it'll be out there forever and people can see it, you know, over the weekend or whenever. So we're recording this on Thursday, but you don't play till Saturday. Right. So you're like two days early. Right. So what are you doing here? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, my friend Jeremy Zucker had a set today, so I want to be there to support. And um, we have our after, like our after show, show at Bottom Lounge tomorrow night. Oh um, right. Yeah, so we have a lot to do in the next few days. So Jeremy's coming by tonight. You'll enjoy speaking with him. He's the okay. Best. So yeah. can we ask you this? What questions should we ask him? Give us some inside info for when we talk to Jeremy Zucker. Do you have something like, like weird to like left hook him with that he's going to be like, why do you know that? To left hook him with. Um, I know this isn't what you want to hear, but he's a remarkably, like, open-minded person. Oh, so he's, like... So, like, anything you ask him, he'll, like, really appreciate, like, your curiosity and sit with it and, like... We could ask him about aliens. Like, probably, <laughs> probably some, like, conspiracy stuff. Right, like, what do you think about this Area 51 stuff, Jeremy? <laughs> like, yeah, you should ask, ask him something, like, really provocative. Like, like thought, like thought, not like... To make him think? Inappropriate, but like, yeah, just very like intellectually provocative. There's so many things in this bucket. This is the B96 trash talk bucket or a trash can. There's so many thought-provoking things in this because these were all submitted by listeners. Okay. So I'm sure we can get them on one of these. You want to draw one? You want to try? Sure, yeah, I'll try. Yeah. Why, wait till you see luck. one of these questions, how thought-provoking they are. What's your favorite type of whale? This is really embarrassing because it's, it's technically like an orca whale, but they're actually technically a species of dolphin they're my favorite whale look at you Chelsea. Uh, you're up on your whale knowledge it's creepy i know <laughs> <laughs> see we answered that question earlier and she's like beluga and i'm like sperm what do you know about them i'm like oh no you want to draw one more one yeah, more thought-provoking yeah, yeah. question b96 trash talk if you don't like it you can pick another i that's horrible and i was way too young to even know <laughs> It's Smart. asking about something in 2004. We did not proofread any of these, Chelsea, <laughs> just so you know. I also can't answer it. It's, it's a f- 
Mary kill for different kinds of cheeses, <laughs> but I haven't had any single one of these cheeses. Well, we before. tried to pick like luxury cheese. <laughs> I'm like an American <laughs> cheese girl exclusively. Well, here at B96 in Chicago, we only deal with exquisite foreign cheeses, Chelsea. <laughs> All right, so let's give her let's give her some like normal cheeses: American, sharp, or mozzarella. Mozzarella, Mary, American, kill, sharp. I okay. agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. There is one question in here, though, that my favorite question that's in here. Who could you beat up, Tom Cruise or G uh, Justin Bieber? Who could I beat up? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, they were going to fight. So right. Who could you well, beat Tom up? Cruise is a Scientologist, and I don't trust anything that's going on there. So <laughs> definitely Justin Bieber. <laughs> I like how quick she is with all these two. <laughs> Do you want to draw another one? We're doing so well, Chelsea. Just dig down deep. Maybe we'll get lucky with another. Watch her draw the Justin Bieber Tom Cruise question. Oh, we get, we're going to get a two for it. She draw two. Have you ever fake cried to get something? No, I real cry at everything. And I'll do. That's honest. Have you ever eaten soup with a fork just to try? People are weird. Did you guys write these? No, it nope. was honestly the entire audience. Like, uh, Twitter.com. We were just those. like, give us some really generic questions that like we can put in a bucket for everyone. There you go. You no, know. I haven't. You've never eaten soup with a fork? I've done like ice cream with a fork. Okay. But soup with a fork, it's like, what are you accomplishing? Why did you eat ice cream with a fork? Was that like necessity? Like that's all you had? Yeah. Bare bones. I, the dishwasher was running and I was sad and I wanted ice cream. Okay. So yeah. loading the dishwasher, do you put utensils up or down? Uh, knives go down. Other utensils go up. Safety hazard. Toilet paper roll. Over or under? It has to come over. That's like what's correct. I agree over. with that because when you go to hotels, they do that fancy triangle thing, and Which I'm is like, ridiculous. this is the way it's. Supposed I mean, proper to be. etiquette is. I, I grew up with like a mother whose etiquette is scary strict, and uh, and toilet paper must always be over. Over the top. Yes. <laughs> or else it was like, yeah. <laughs> We've learned over. so much from you today, Chelsea. Look <laughs> at this. This it. has been a thought-provoking, provocative interview, just like Jeremy's going to get later. Yeah, you guys, you got to put them under the wall. But really quick, we got to ask you about the two most important songs you've written in your career. I saw that tweet the other day. Um. Oh, the new ones? Yeah, anything you can tell us? Um, oh, it was from, like, your Twitter. You put on, like, Twitter or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, uh, it was so weird, like, in the middle of the night at, like, 3 a.m., something came to me and, and uh, that's never happened to me before and then I wrote another song where like I was truly like sobbing writing it and I've never had like such an intimate like intense experience like writing um, like so in the moment with something mm -hmm. um, so I just know that they're two really special songs and I'm stoked for what's coming have you always been a songwriter because I know your voice is like you have such a pretty voice did the songwriting come with it or did you just kind of develop that as you started no, in your career I definitely always loved like writing poems and songs growing up I was definitely not always decent at it but yeah, I mean you learn and you go yeah exactly All right, so well, it's like anything else so yeah What's next? Are we going to hear anything uh, new and exciting on stage on Saturday? Or? Uh, on Saturday, unfortunately, no. Uh, tomorrow night, yes. Tomorrow night. So yeah. at, at Bottom Lounge. Yeah, Bottom Lounge. Yeah, we're definitely going to try some stuff out. I am definitely going to go watch your set because I've been like so at excited to see you do your thing or live. Here. Uh, here, because Bottom Lounge, I'll be working. But... I do uh, I do have a couple of really good surprises planned for Saturday as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm excited. It's worth coming to. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks for stopping by and talking to us. It's absolutely, been a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Jeremy Zucker. What's up? How's it Hi. going? Hi. It's going good. We talked to one of your friends earlier. Oh, no. She goes by the name of Chelsea Cutler. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you guys talked to her today? Yeah, we just talked to her, I think, like an hour ago. Yeah. She what kept you guys... that seat warm until you got here. 
What's up? She kept that seat warm until you got here. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's very warm. Thanks, Chelsea. <laughs> welcome. So we asked her to give us some inside info, and she said, just be provocative and thought-provoking. That's what she said. Yes. yes. About you. Wait, she said that I... She said that about you. Like we asked her what questions we should ask you. Okay. She said be thought provoking, like thought provoking to you, and wow. ask some outside the box questions. Thank you, Chelsea. Which is where's her bucket? She knows oh, me. it's underneath me. So we had her grab some of these because this is uh, a questions from our Twitter. Okay. Um, and they're all very thought provoking. Let's so, hope so. Yeah, I'll she even grabbed a few, and she's like, "Jeremy's gonna love these." Yeah. So there you go. What's your favorite type of whale? <laughs> See. Sperm whale. My God, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. Exactly. Provocative and thought-provoking. Right. It gets the people going. Where where you during where were you during Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction of two thousand four? YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was fucked up. <laughs> Straight up, that was like the first video that made YouTube a thing. Yeah. It did. You're right. It's crazy. And it ruined all of us in radio. So like remember like before then, like we could get away video with a lot of the things. Video killed the radio star. Right, right. Well, it's funny <laughs> because, like, then all of, like, the FCC came down on television and radio and was like, you can't do anything anymore because Janet Jackson had a boot pop out on television. And then we were done. Yeah. It's crazy. That was in 2004? Yeah. yeah. I was eight. <laughs> I think I was two. <laughs> I, was, oh, I was, like, eight or nine. Yeah, oh, me no. too. Or something. Okay. What's the worst text you've accidentally sent to the wrong person? I don't know if I could talk about it on here. Okay. So. All right. We'll do one more of these thought-provoking... Uh, this is called the B96 uh, trash, trash talk, talk, by the way. Cleverly named. Word. Clever, right? Who is the most famous contact in my phone? That's a really good one. Like, I don't know any super famous people. Well, one that maybe you got excited. You're like, dope, I never thought I'd have this person's number. You know what I mean? Or I never thought, like, we'd be cool. Well, like, at the time, like, one of the earliest, biggest people I had on my phone was Black Bear. Like, oh, two yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. And, like, he was, like, my favorite artist at the time. And I was like, this is crazy. I have his freaking number in my phone. But now it's like now a lot of the people in my phone like are my are my peers in music right now, um, just like Alec Benjamin, the Cautious Clay, like all sorts of people that are in the same sort of lane yeah. as me in different ways. Like just having them as my peers and being able to text them is really cool. Well, I mean, know? there's a lot of them here this weekend, right? So I mean, are you gonna be able to yeah. hang out and see a lot of uh, a lot of your people? Yeah, I saw Cautious. Uh, he actually played after me on the same stage, the yeah. American Eagle stage, and I'm texting Alec to meet up. I don't know where he's at. I think he's coming by tomorrow. Is yeah. That right? Do we yeah. Know that? Yeah. I think we got him tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Your guys' genre is is so interesting to me. You know, I got asked the other day, like, who are you listening to lately? And I'm like, I'm stuck in that genre that's like Quinn ninety two and Jeremy, Jeremy Zucker Chelsea, and Chelsea yeah. and AOK and Black Bear and it's all of that. It's funny that you mentioned those four names because we all have the same management. Yeah. Um, it's mutual friends, which is connected with visionary yeah well i know um, quinn from back in detroit so like right. i started following him and then i like i kind of discovered like you guys through him and it's just been like I, I it's almost like i found this own genre of music that you guys have and like i think like bryce fine kind of is in that like in that genre if yeah, there is a little more like hip-hop leaning but yeah it's cool. yeah we call it like indie pop i guess for lack of a better description because um, it's tough to put it into like, it's tough to fit into like a genre box right like, yeah genre is dead like yeah I don't know. Everything is just pulling influences from everywhere, and it's more accurate to describe a music style by naming an artist. That honestly. is true. I feel like genre has really kind of dropped off in the past, like, three years, I would say. Why is that? Why is what? Why, why is genre Why is genre dead? What What caused the genre to just become so blurred to where it doesn't exist anymore? I think anymore? the internet. I really think the internet did it because it's ultimate accessibility. Everybody can reach 
any sort of like anyone can listen to any sort of song with a click mm. streaming too definitely did it but yeah. like kids are on the internet listening to whatever songs they like and they gra- they're not gravitating towards a genre as much as they're gravitating towards an artist or type of music that doesn't really fit under a genre category and then the kids that are making music are the ones that are listening to those very specific things and then taking the things that they like into their own style and then maybe giving it an extra like touch from somewhere else so like i think it's the internet like all this accessibility to information and well and people music. are just so creative now with the internet even if it's not music like it's i mean it's seeing all kinds oh, of tiktok art. is like creating a whole nother music yeah. scene it's crazy is it really i haven't gotten into tiktok but i've like i now i'm noticing like more artists using it well lil nas x that whole song happened yeah because it was viral on tiktok yeah, it's an amazing song but like tiktok made that song number one and like made him sign his deal and brought him to where he is right now it's crazy Bob Billy Cyrus and Maserati you know what's funny about that song <laughs> is you know it's been number one on the Billboard Hot 100 for what 17 weeks or something like that yeah it's set a huge do you record, know what number yeah. two has been for like six weeks what Billie Eilish bad guy yeah so she would have had the number one song on, on the Billboard Hot 100 Isaac, for yeah. a month and a half almost two months but she hasn't because of Old Town Road that's right. another genreless artist is Billie Eilish yes. like because what would you call her you know what I mean all My friends that call it like ASMR pop because she's so <laughs> she's so whispery. But her voice know? is beautiful. Yeah. Hey, I'm proud to say, and I thought I did. I did not take a piss next to you a couple minutes ago. I thought I did because I was walking in, and there was a dude. <laughs> I swear, there was a Weird dude that had the same haircut that. as you, same color and everything. And I'm like, really? Oh, that was probably my homie Jake. Could be. He's out like, there he, somewhere. He was walking around. I'm like, I kind of, I was trying not to do this whole thing and like look over. Like, hey, about to talk to you soon. And he's like, what? <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, anyway, so, but it That's wasn't mad you. funny. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't know why I had to bring it up because it wasn't you, but whatever. Uh, That's so, funny. so do you like doing festivals? Like, is this a vibe to you? Like, did you grow up going to festivals? It's been a bit of a, of a learning curve because I did 26, like, headline shows before I ever did a real festival. Yeah. And those are way easier because everyone that's there and they were all sold out. This was my fall tour like yeah. almost a year ago. And they're there for you. They're there for me. Yeah. And like I don't have to prove myself to anybody and I'm just out there like playing the music that I wrote and the music that I love and like trying to be as honest as I can in front of everyone and like I was nervous my first time around like I, I am a soft spoken person. Like so having that much support in the crowd helps so much so going to a festival where it's like you're there to like show off yeah because you're playing in front of so many people maybe half the people in the crowd have heard of you a quarter of them listen to your music you know so it's kind of like career day for artists like where people like who don't yeah, really know them like can watch and all these set and like and now i'm a fan <laughs> yeah all the tents <laughs> yes like, well you're talking about the internet and how genres are dead and people are discovering so much new music on the internet over the course of the i mean are you seeing is that starting to change now at festivals where more and more people know who particular artists are even though they might not have five ten years ago i've been thinking about that a lot lately because like I, I always feel like genre not that genre is dead like but people it's it's no use like trying to categorize music into genre right but at a festival i feel like it's the exact opposite like people go knowing what what kind of music they want to hear and like i always think about my music in that context because like there's no like driving drum beats in my songs and like there are but they la- they don't last for the whole song like my music changes a lot depending on the structure and the part of the song and so like at a festival it's like okay this band is jamming and like everyone's grooving with it and like with my music like maybe you have that moment for like 15 seconds and then it's like really soft and sad and so watching seeing the way that that translates to a crowd is really interesting and it really gets me thinking about like okay do i want to like switch up live to cater to this 
or do I want to expand on what I'm doing already? Um, just because it is really early for me in like the live space and I haven't really figured out exactly how it is I want to be performing and have the show that I want to put on. But like the thing I think that makes me think like, yeah, I'm not sh- is the fact that everyone in the crowd is like screaming the lyrics back at me, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got to be hard to, I would think it was an artist because you still want to stay true to yourself and what you do. So when you say, I want to cater to a particular crowd, does that become, I mean, I would think that would be kind of a, you're wrestling with that in your head. That's kinda, yeah. That can't be easy. Yeah. And I, like, I've never been the person to try to be what other people want. Yeah. So. Well, have you noticed um, getting new fans from doing festivals, like them maybe tweeting you or commenting like, oh my God, I saw you at, you know, whatever festival and now I'm such a huge fan. It feels awesome because I'm not out there like performing for the people that. Yeah. Have never, even though I am out there performing for people that have never seen me or know my music, I'm out there like for the fans because when I'm doing festivals, it's like I have probably haven't played a show in their city in a really long time. Like mm-hmm. the last show I played in Chicago was in October. So like I haven't really been here in a while. And so I'm here for the people that know me. And if the people that don't know me like it, then that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you working on anything new? Yeah, I'm working on my debut album right now. Ooh. How's that going? It's going really well. I'm working harder than I've ever worked in my whole life, and it's sounding amazing, and I'm going to take my time to get it right. So do you know approximately when you're going to release it or just whenever you feel it's done? Whenever it's done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably what start perc- putting out singles beforehand, but... What percentage done is it right now? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well... I have like six songs done. Okay. And there's six of like my favorite songs I've ever written. So as I continue to write more, like I'm all the rest of the songs on the album are going to also be my favorite songs I've ever written. And the album is not done until I fill in all those blanks. What's you know? the finish line? So you say you got six tracks. Mm-hmm. Do you have a specific I need ten tracks or twelve and that's when it'll be done, or is it just you'll just know when it's you know? It's quality over quantity. I'll know when Definitely. I know because I have a lot of demos that I can like that I can really work around and like throw in and, and like fill out the album and make it feel really good. But I kind of when I wrote those I kinda of just tossed them to the side and I'm like, okay, this is really, really good, but I need something whole. And so I'm aiming for like, for me, like a 10 to 12 song album. If every single song is amazing in a different way, that's a whole album. I'm not a fan of like the 20 song albums or the 18 song albums. Yeah. Unless it's like Drake, honestly. I was just <laughs> going to say, Drake and his 59 album, dual yeah. album thing that he just throws out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's good to have you come by, man. Appreciate you taking Thanks a couple minutes. Me, yeah. yeah, super totally. fun to talk to. Yeah. You guys uh, too. Who are you most excited to see here at Lala? Um... I'm excited to see a lot of people. I'm hyped to see Ho- Hozier. Yeah, he's so In good. like five minutes, I got to go and walk over there. We'll get over there and go see him, man. We'll let yeah. you go. All right. You Thanks, got a busy guys. time Thank here, you. man. Appreciate Thank you. it. Thanks Jeremy so much. Jeremy Zucker, Lollapalooza. I'm bad at ending these, so bye. Spanky's Corner. A podcast. Hi. Hello. Hello. The lovely, talented, ever so sweet and lovely. Oh. Normani. Oh, my goodness. Can you intro me every time? Yes. Okay. Can I go on the road with you? I'll <laughs> yeah, do it. absolutely. How I'll put you in my suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll compare costs with what I'm making here. Maybe we can work some out. I'll go with you. We can figure something out. Yeah, for sure. How, how was the uh, show? The show was incredible. Yeah, I had so much fun, and it was crazy because I got out there, and you could literally see just people migrating, like just eager and excited to see me. And I didn't even know. I was like, "Watch, there's gonna be like 15 people." I think that I give. I don't. I don't credit myself. I really think I underestimate. You don't because when we because told when people I got we out were there, talking there was, to you. Oh my gosh, there was a lot of people out there. Yeah. <laughs> we in fact we, like, we put it out on Twitter that we we were going to talk to you, send us your questions. I think my manager told me was yeah. this you asked them to ask questions? Yes. yes. And they went in. Oh, they 
went in. But it was great. Like, we got some really good questions. Okay. But here's the thing, though. Like, the number one question was, uh -huh. don't ask her about the new music, okay? okay? Like, we'll get it when we get it. And the number two, two question? Question. Please ask her about new music. It's been 203 days. So we're going to ask you, should we ask you about the new music? You can ask me about the new music. What's okay. up with the new music? Well, what's up with the new music is the new music will be coming out at the beginning of August. <gasps> I'm not giving you a day. But beginning of August. But beginning so. of August. So, so you will like not have to wait, 15. and you won't have to hear me say soon again. Oh, she looked right <laughs> at the camera, she too. She didn't even blink. <laughs> Man, they do not play. And I love them so much because my fans, they really, they recognize. And they've been patient with me, so I, I thank them a lot for that. But they don't play. It's passion, though. It, it is, is passion. I was going to say. It passion. is serious passion. So when you say beginning of August, we are in the beginning of August. Okay. Today. Imagine. <laughs> imagine it drops in 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, so one of the other questions. I need to pull it up because I need to word it specifically, but I specifically oh, kept Oh, I it. think I know what one you're talking about. Oh, it but... was an amazing question from one of your fans, and mm -hmm. it was, how do you deal with your rabid fans, including me, the, not me, but the person I wrote this, badgering you to rush a process that we don't understand? <laughs> Bro. And that's the, that's the crazy part. It's like, I love my fans and they are so passionate. And sometimes, honestly, I don't even want to say this, but sometimes they're right. Like some of their ideas and like little comments, I give them credit where credit's due. But it is a process. They have to understand this is my very first album. I'm never going to get my first album cycle again. Yeah. And I want it to be special because I've spent, you know, seven long years too. And being someone that doesn't fully represent who I am. And I can speak for all of us when I say that. Like we were who we were in the entity of Fifth Harmony, you know? So this is the very first time that I'm able to, like, I can do anything that I want to do. So it's a bit of a process trying to figure out, like, a sound, um, focusing on the place that I'm in, what I want to talk about. It's just, like, it's a really beautiful process, and I'm trusting that. And also, like, I don't want to rush it. They'll be happy that they'll be happy that it, it took this long, I promise. Is it scary now that um, you're about ready to put this music out in the beginning of August so right, soon? Right, right. Are you, are you scared? What's the emotion like? Let go and let God. You know, I'm such a perfectionist in everything that I do. And I think that I'm just, I'm learning to trust, just trust the process. You know what I'm saying? And um, I think that it's going to be able to showcase my growth in such a way. And I'm really excited about the record, too. Like, I had a chance to work with Sabin and Max Martin's camp and Ilya. Shout out to them. I love them so much. And um, Ari yeah. has a part in the record, too. You just lit up as soon as you said Ari. Right. I love her so much, and she's like been so supportive of me, even being on tour the four months that we spent together up until now. Like she, I don't know, she makes me feel like okay with giving my first record out to the rest of the world with just me. There's no feature. She's, I know everybody's been waiting on that too, but she's just she's like trust yourself. I, even with the album process, like we had such an intimate like a one-on-one -on -one moment, and she's just like you're gonna know when it's done. Trust yourself. I'm such a big fan. Like we're all rooting for you. Just encouragement. And that's like my, my sis, so it's I love her. It's fun seeing her pull for you. Like, I love yeah. that little shoot you guys did towards the yeah. end of the U.S. tour. Yeah. Um, did you do any of this she's album? Such a, she's such a star. Did you do any of this album when you were on the Sweetener tour with her? Like, at work on any part um, of it? I did. I worked on a record when, I think when we were in New York. I recorded yeah. sometime there. Sometimes it gets kind of hard if you're in some random city, but... Definitely. Depending on equipment for the studio, but I did as much as I could on the road. What did you like kind of learn about yourself as an artist then? You know, breaking off, like you said, you got to take some time and kind of mm -hmm. redo this process on your own. Like, what did you kind of find out about yourself through it? Um, I found out that I'm really capable, and I know that I say that a lot, but I'm capable of wearing different hats. Like, for instance, I have a music video coming out, and I've been 
in the editing bay, like myself physically. A lot of, I mean, I guess a lot of artists, you know, don't go through that as well. Like I'm very hands-on in everything that I do. So like it's editing, it's coloring, it's beauty. It's, I like to be involved in every single aspect. Are you- and sometimes it gets overwhelming because it's a lot to handle all at one time on top of me having to be the, the artist and show up. But it makes all the difference, and I know that in the end, at least I'll be happy with it, yeah. despite what anybody else has to say. So, uh, do you work hands-on with like the visuals or like the artwork for any of the music? Yeah, Every, girl. When I'm telling you, I'll be up at 4 a.m. <laughs> having to, a mood board, girl. <laughs> making mood boards, looking at freaking 31 cuts of a video. I'm like. I'm tired. But inspired. But it's going to be worth it. At least I know what I gave out to the world. Like, I'll be happy with and I won't have any regret. That's my biggest thing. What was, like, a big inspiration for this new music that we're getting in the beginning of August? Um, Well, it's a feel-good record. Yeah. It allows me to really capitalize and be all that I can be on stage. It's a performance record. It's up-tempo. It's fun, which is something that I was looking for. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that um, they kept me in mind. Like Ilya and Salman and Max, they kept me in mind and they were like, yo, we got this record. And they allowed me to like the freedom to be able to go in and tweak parts to make it fit me. Mm-hmm. And I actually added um, another instrument. I don't want to give anything away. I was okay. going to say, you almost got me. You almost got me. But um, I had this beautiful musician from New Orleans, my hometown. I'm originally from New Orleans. And um, his name is Trombone Shorty. And he's like a legend in New Orleans. And he could play. So he's part of the track too that's so cool that's which makes amazing. it special because it's like home in my record i do have other questions i'm not just like texting my mom while i'm sitting here talking to you like i'm pulling up like i'm pulling up other imagine. questions from people and we grabbed a couple from kids okay that texted in or okay. tweeted in so that way you internet you can't be angry because these are children texting this in or tweeted it in this is from eight-year-old owen Do you ever get stage fright? And if you do, how do you deal with it? I get very stage fright. I get scared every time I perform. I was actually really nervous performing here at Lollapalooza. Um, But I think that I just have to go up there and trust myself. You have to psych yourself out. And even if you're not the most confident in that moment, you have to tell yourself that you're confident. And no, even if you mess up, nobody else will ever know. When the new music comes out, is that is your show going to change immediately? Like, are you like another festival? Oh, I'm prepared. You're ready to go. So <laughs> you've already rehearsed it. Everything. Yes. So you're ready. I'm ready. Do you ever look into the crowd and see like your fans doing the choreo along with you, and you're like, and that's the thing too. I'm sorry, my fans. They're so eager for music, but I knew this record was coming out like for at least two months already, and I've known the choreo for about a month already. I shot the video like a month ago, so it's just like. The wait's the worst. Oh, God, the wait is the worst. And it's like, they don't even know that, but I can't say anything, and then they're angry at me, and it's just this whole thing, but they're going to be happy. What's that old saying, like our grandparents say, absence makes the heart grow fonder or whatever it is? <laughs> so, like, the longer it is, the more you, that buildup is going to be there. So when we finally get it, man. I'm excited to see I'm everybody excited. react. I'm excited for myself, but I'm really excited for them because I know they've been waiting. So Thank you. Future for- fans. Thank you for coming by. Thank you, guys. Your fans, honestly, like, we had a blast with them on Twitter. Like, it was so much fun going back and forth. Like, even the trolls we had fun with, and we high-fived afterwards. And so you you have a very passionate, awesome, amazing group of people. Thank you. And I can't wait to hear the new music. Thank you so much. Thank you all for supporting me. Of course. It means a lot. Normani, Lollapalooza. I'm going to go get some tacos. (laughs) They're right there. They smell good. (laughs) Be a good human being and subscribe. Rate, review the mess you just heard. Thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.